3: Lost the Cyclops Awards, hard. Welcome to another edition. That was quick of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I come to you from a virtual room filled with some heroes: Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. I'm over the. I'm over the Cyclops Awards, and I'm not even angry at the Cyclops Academy. Uh, my ear obviously is focused on the entire awards industry. Uh, trying to frame us as a Susan Lucci type. That's not what we are. We're an important podcast. Uh, We're a popular podcast. We're beloved in a large pocket of football earth. So I don't need hardware. But at the same time, I really do need that validation. Give me the trophy. Well, I've
2: got a a couple of bones to pick here. Well, first of all, 45% of our audience we hear is is overseas. So Susan Lucci was a famous daytime soaps actress who would be nominated every year. Not get the award, but I did, We need more nominations for that. I think this was our first nomination in like six or seven years. We, Luch, we, we I wish we were Lucci right now. I mean, on that, on that front,
4: <laughs> I mean, from that angle, the Cyclops Corp or whatever they're called, like, deserve a little bit of credit for nominating us, or at least listening to whoever wanted go. to nominate us. But I, I just, I'm with Dan. I view it as an inciting incident. The whole awards
3: um industry. I mean, Drop a nuclear bomb on these people. Can we at least clean up on the international market? Aren't there categories for American football in Australia where we got to be like Crikey, Mike and the uh, and the kangaroo? Like, isn't there someone we can defeat? Like, isn't there some yeah. some tomato cans, some Peter McNeelys out there in the podcast industry and just it, get our compliments back?
4: Right, if you view us sort of as like a rising boxer, we need a we need to clean up on a couple of chumps. It's going to kind of get, our, yeah, get our ranking up, and we can't even get about. We can't even get into the ring with anyone.
3: <laughs> all right.
4: Well, it's absurd.
3: Uh, clearly, we're over it. Thank you, Money, for checking in. Um, all right, here we are. The draft is one day away, and um, we got so much to get to. This is a big show. Uh, we are going to um, welcome back uh, one of the great, guest in the history of this show. And I won't say who it is, but I'll just say this guy's known to have some spicy draft takes. I'll leave it at that. Stick a pin in that. Also, the fourth annual Mark Sessler mock draft. The, the Really, the mock draft of record, ultimately. At least that's the way I look at it. And Mark, how are you feeling confidence-wise? I know there's a little bit of menace in the air uh, this year, because I, I do feel like Greg has his eyes on the mock draft in, in a way and maybe like sandbagging or mm. and otherwise disrupt. He wants to be a disruptor this year. I feel like uh, where do you come down in terms of confidence level? And do you sense that same air of menace?
4: Uh, confidence couldn't be higher. I sense the menace, but I pay no, I pay no uh, attention to it. Um, there always are going to be uh, dark energies trying to take down something that must be brought to the light, something powerful and truthful. And it's like, you know, I was just watching JFK, the director's cut, the other night, and like, you know, sometimes the end, the, of the, you were. The, Well, the biggest enemy could be right in your own house. I mean, Kevin, uh, you know, what Costner's attempting to, you know, change history and and solve one of the biggest mysteries of time and Sissy Spacek, the wife, cannot get off his act. You know, why weren't you home for dinner? We waited for three. I mean, it's like interviewing like Clay Bertrand, trying to like crack the biggest case in government history it's like settle down sissy space so Mm. you know point being as i'm putting this mock draft together and literally made changes um five or six minutes ago working with the social team to put out some art that will go with it right after the show airs so you know i'm focused on production not the enemy
2: so if right. you're, it does if you're feel a little bit like a projection though, from Dan, like I, I love the mock draft when, when Mark was sending out, Hey, should we do the mock drafts? So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's keep doing it. Dan is just projecting. He doesn't like any segment that he didn't come up with. And it's like, you know, he he's trying to say, I don't right. like it. I bring it on. I want some mock drafts.
3: All right. Well, that that's that was typical Greg there. No, I, I love it. I'm looking forward to it. And um, if you are new Orleans district attorney, Jim Garrison, uh, Mark, you have to be prepared for there to be a lot of outcry coming against you as well, because that yep. wasn't a very popular. He wasn't a very popular figure in his time for a lot. of. No, people.
4: he was. They tried to unspool his entire reputation. And I'm prepared for that, too. In fact, it's a little easier for me. I go in with no reputation. So, you know, good <laughs> luck
3: unspooling it. And Greg, what I'm trying to do, we've been doing this for many years, is set up a little like yin and yang and have some fun with it. Uh, you tried to oh, defuse oh, I the didn't podcast get it. Itself. I,
2: didn't, I yeah. didn't get that I didn't so get that. and then right. what I do is I fire back when you come with the bs see that's okay. what it all happens
3: okay so there we go set up very well masterfully all right uh, before any of that though we do it every year and uh, we're doing it again this year we make predictions ahead of the draft but we do it in a little bit of a different way we have some fun with it uh they're sandwich props Uh, You know by now what it's all about. The misophonies out there, deal with it. That's just a part of the segment. Uh, Mark, I know you're cringing a little bit too. You're part of that community. Don't take offense to it. It's just getting people in the mindset. We go around the horn a few times, make a prediction. You get the chance to either say, you know what? I think your prediction about draft weekend is accurate, so I'll stand down, or you challenge that person and you wager a sandwich. So, with that in mind, and Mark, I am very excited for your mock draft. In general, I like the idea of you being at the center of this episode. So I want you to start this sandwich prop exercise thrown out there.
4: All right. Are we gonna be doing two or three? Because that will dictate what how many what I'm let's, let's
3: say definitely two. And then depending where we are time wise, maybe a, a, three, a three, like a I got speed like, round. I got four yeah. written down. Yeah, we can, Yeah, all we right. Do so I'm one.
4: gonna start um, you know, with the card, just getting out of neutral, very football-oriented one here. Zach Ertz will not be a Philadelphia Eagle by the end of the draft.
3: All right. So Very basic,
4: let, just a, a proper basics.
3: Let's set one in terms of just um, guidelines to make this nice and clean, because we're going to do, of course, a show tomorrow night after round one. And then we're going to do a show Saturday night after the conclusion of round seven. So let's make the runway here from right now until even taping time till we get to this segment again in the back end of the Saturday show. So not only do you have all the draft itself, you have that hour, two hours or whatever before we check in on these props. So you say Perfect. Zach Ertz will be traded from the Eagles, Super Bowl hero, Zach Ertz, uh, by Saturday evening. Tape time.
4: Yep. Hmm.
3: Really starting with a bang here. I mean, this guy
2: had 330 yards last year. Maybe he gets traded for a sixth round pick swap. <laughs> He's the centerpiece of the draft. Um, <laughs> I kind of think he will too. <laughs> but I, I said the car to...
4: was just getting out of neutral. Bank, I, so. I know, but we
2: only have three. I, I, I don't think I'm going to take you on it. It goes against my normal philosophy, but I am with you. It doesn't make sense to me that he would stay on that roster.
3: Uh, I'll take you on it. I mean, <laughs> the timing of it is you're putting it in a box like they have to move him to to free up roster space or remove some type of issue they have. This could be something that comes after the draft. And I also, we've talked about Ertz a little bit. I know hes he looks slow and old, but he's actually not old. And uh, maybe he was just banged up. So maybe they do keep him around. I will take you up on that sandwich. All right. All right. Let's... Um, all right, now that we got the appetizers out of the way, let's let's okay. ramp things up. Mine aren't um, really
2: that exciting either. I I talk Yeah, you set sure. the bar now, Greg. Mine, I mine, mine be, are I not. So I want to be exciting. blown they're away intellectually sorry. by
3: they're, what you come up with. Like. All right, let me let, let it true. let me jumpstart us here. All right, Jimmy Garoppolo, um it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I believe the reunion with the New England Patriots goes down. And I'm thinking about that um Seth Wickersham piece from a few years back. Uh, that highlighted the internal dysfunction at the time uh, around uh, power struggle with Belichick and Robert Kraft and Tom Brady's certain, uncertain future at the time and Jimmy Garoppolo waiting in the wings. And an element of that um, that deep dive was Belichick's frustration that he believed he had the next phase of his, and final phase really, of his career set up post-Brady because he believed in Jimmy G. And he he thought that he was a guy... That could take the torch from Tom Brady, and they could continue to thrive as an AFC superpower. Things didn't work out. Garoppolo got traded to the Niners. Brady, eventually, they won Super Bowls after even that expose. But he eventually goes down to won Tampa an MVP. Bay, even How won an that? MVP. A, a lot of things happened, uh, including 2020 when the Pats went seven and nine with Cam Newton at a male level. So I think rather than trade up and go get a quarterback, uh, where are they at 15 right now, Greg? Yep. Uh, or have someone fall to them pick. I think it's more likely that he goes and gets Garoppolo with this depressed value. Ooh. The Niners obviously moving on uh, from uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, Thursday night will become all but official. And that trade happens. Uh, and this is an uh, onion hanger to get rolling here because the the time element's tricky. Like, do you need to move Jimmy G draft weekend? Not necessarily, but I say it happens and it gives everyone a fresh start, including the Patriots.
2: Mm. Walla Walla is a big onion. Uh, giant sweet Spanish onions are good. That is, that is uh, an onion red hanger.
5: Zeppelin is a big uh, red onion.
2: I'll sure. take you up on that. I mean, you got. I feel like I, I got it there. Um, part of me would be intrigued to see that. Um, but I think I'm going to roll right into a, a related... Uh, prop right after Wait, mark would you like to find answer. out if i'm yeah. going
4: to take him or I not
2: said, did you hear what i said right after mark gives oh, his answer? i should have held i should well
4: you know why I, I would
2: i would
3: wonder about one thing <laughs> Wait, that, one second mark but... greg you said mark had an edge uh yesterday you have the edge today i do I, what's going I, on what's I going my, on
2: got my punchers yeah i'm excited it's draft week <laughs> i don't know didn't sleep much again that's usually the factor if i'm mm. a little edgy all right, I love it. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> well, no, I, I just wonder if, you know,
4: part of it was you sent Jimmy G out to uh, play an adult role somewhere else, uh, and he is not durable enough. He can't stay healthy. He costs $26 million. Like, I wonder if maybe if you're the Patriots or Bill Belichick thinking, is this the best we can do? I, I, it can't be their number one plan, but I'll take you up on it
2: because it's extremely spicy and it, there is some connective tissue that would send him back there. It makes some sense. So I'm going to do my biggest onion hanger now. Usually save it for last. It's it's related and it it relates to what I want to see. I always say, pick what you want to see happen. And what I want to see happen is Cam Newton play outstanding in 2021 and shut up all the honkers on sports talk radio and Erica and everyone else and like go to the playoffs with Cam Newton playing well at 12 and five. Because by the way, Patriots fans, You're not allowed to root for them if Cam Newton's great this year. You you already jumped ship. It's too late. It's you got to find a new team. That's my number one thing. But you know, really, how sports fandom works. But you know what? It would be even better than that happening. Cam Newton doing all that with Justin Fields waiting in the wings. Everyone wanting Justin Fields to start week one, but he doesn't. And then Cam Newton plays so great all season that it's almost like a poor man's Mahomes and Alex Smith situation for 2021. And you got your quarterback of the future. And Cam, uh, you know, that's a good problem to have. And he probably goes on to do other things after that. And one way or another that Justin Fields ends up on this
3: Patriots team uh mm. at the end of this draft. I I thought in terms of making an example you would cite Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, sure. <clears throat> which happened last year. That's a lot um, to ask
2: of Cam. I mean I um the bar, you know, the bar for well, me would be like top twelve quarterback in
3: a in a good season. It's a it's a savvy sandwich prop because you're not actually the, the part that's hun- hanging onions is Cam Newton then playing and being a big time quarterback, but that's not part of the wager here. I mean, if, if you don't think fields to the Patriots is hanging onions, you know, get, you know,
2: tell all your friends to make that um, wager. Cause I think you could get, you know, probably plus seven, right. you know,
3: seven to one at most uh, uh, at least odds. I mean, that I, is pretty unlikely. I mean, what picking. I mean by that is yes, the field in terms of that. Yes. That's also whenever you're trying to peg a, a player to a team, we've learned in this exercise many, many a times it usually doesn't work out, but I don't know. Like the thing, Did you see enough from Cam last season to think he has like MVP level type play still in his body?
2: Right. The Cam part is just my, I'm just letting the people know my personal feelings, but for the, this exercise, it's all about Justin Fields. And, and no matter what Cam does this year, I would love to see Justin Fields on this Patriots team. And I do think Cam would be a good sort of quarterback mentor um, and a guy, a veteran to have there, whether Justin Fields, if he was on the Patriots was starting in week one, or not at all. I think Cam would be a nice compliment for him. I I'll take you up on it. I it it always
4: concerns me when Greg's starts to get fascinated over another quarterback that you know, it looks to be, at best, a middle-of-the-road patch, but here we are again. So we it just, it's shadows oh, what Cam. we're dealing with with Cam Newton for the next four months on this podcast. I mean, I've,
2: I, I, since this podcast has started, since he entered the league, Cam's been one of my favorite players. That's and fine on my favorite was, team. Yeah, Why wouldn't I
4: be MVP, rooting for him? Though, but it's like, it's Teddy Bridgewater, it's Geno Smith, <laughs> well, it's Cam Newton, like you... Oh, I, I in mean, Greg's
3: defense, Mark, you were the one that was going nuts about Cam signing with the Pats last year, last summer, thinking that he was going to be cam still but he's not he's not cam anymore he's just a guy it'd be fun it'd be fun well justin
2: fields is a guy that i it, it is hard to figure and, and maybe we'll talk with spicy about it but uh it is hard to figure how he's potentially falling because it's not just the athleticism it's the fact that i i think if you broke it down and you asked all the people who's the most accurate of all these quarterbacks accuracy just like the most important thing it's probably justin fields like who had the most Plays downfield where he put it on the guy's hands, just like Russell Wilson. It's probably Justin Fields.
3: Greg, they seem like totally
4: blowing the to surprise guests,
2: By the way,
3: yes, thank you, Greg. Uh, the little Beep the, think about Beep that it. little punk teenager. By the way, that gave uh, Cam grief at, at Cam's camp a few uh, a couple of months back. He's going <laughs> to seek out Cam again if Justin Fields gets drafted. He's going to come after him hard. Yep. Uh, so keep an eye on that subplot. All right. So one round taking, three. You both are taking me up on that <clears throat> sure i'll take you up on it because yeah like i said it's it's very hard to match a player and team specifically unless it's the very top of the draft um and the patriots i know you've said they've traded up aggressively in the first round before but they a haven't times, done it often. to get a to get yeah. a quarterback so and not often <laughs>
2: to be clear they've traded down way 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 more so yeah you're right
3: all right go ahead mark all right. Hey Mark, um, it, yeah. Let's keep like Dallas Goddard out of this. Anthony Becht. Let's just, I let's was move going back. I, I
4: had a Becked one here, but I'll, I'll bypass it. Um, okay. So, you know, big, big, exciting scene in Cleveland. People are out and about. They've been vaccinated. Um, I, from what I know about Cleveland, that place is going to be lubed up. And I'm just saying that there will be, and this will be caught on camera. Um, they will have, and by they, I mean, authorities at the you know outdoor draft area a problem with an animal running wild. Could that be like a police horse or could it be <laughs> something or other? There's going to be, um, it'll be a subplot. I'm not talking about like a monkey riding a dog as a piece of entertainment, but an animal they don't want out of control, um, creating some level of chaos by again, the end of the seventh round.
2: Well, you got to take this uh, whenever there's an animal involved here. I mean, um... That's one of my rules with, like, a wi- wild animal prop from Mark. Uh, Always take the wild animal. I mean, yeah, if they, like, bring out the the brown dog, didn't he pass away? But they probably got a new one. Um, is that, that what
4: you say about dogs, that they pass away? I guess.
2: Yeah, pass- I mean, he did. He, <laughs> pa- he passed on. Pass away is kind of a stupid. You could say the dog died. Phase. I don't really like passing away anyways. You're right. That dog died, right? But they got a new yes. dog. Don't they have a doggy? A yeah, boy, I don't think it's uh, related
4: to – um. That the him like dog trotting dog. out,
2: to, you know, with like Jim Brown to make the seventy second pick or whatever does not count. But
3: I'll take you up on that.
4: Well, that's not running wild. I mean, this animal—they're—they're okay. they're chasing him. You know, you've got figures of authority chasing the animal. So,
3: and in case that dog has indeed passed away, rest in power, Brown's dog.
4: It it did pass away. It was it's
3: gone. Such by the way, <clears throat> I you always have to know with the sandwich prop game the loopholes you, you do not get caught in a loophole human beings are animals and cleveland sports fans are animals if there's some guy drunk fat guy streaking through the quad or whatever like does that count as an animal No no I,
4: I you are correct um but I'm not putting that I'm not putting them in the category of animals I mean like a something that you'd like to temper and domesticate to some okay. or, or do your bidding
3: i was about to make an antiquated hey that's what wives do
4: oh oh well okay not (laughs) humans to be clear
2: i want to i i mean i hope i'm wrong on this one if we get like a buffalo bill marauding through uh, a huge crowd of people that would be that would be fun
3: be fantastic 74 dead but mark wins (laughs) no i don't want anyone to die (laughs) die. there you go mark you're always wagering things that are around human misery what's what's that say about
4: i think this would be joyful i I think it would be exciting Personally,
3: 700 killed in Buffalo Bill Stampede. Mark wins (laughs) chicken farm sandwich. (laughs) All right. I'm next. All right. Uh, You know, I like it, Greg. I like your angle. Pick what you want. Remember, I did a sandwich prop last regular season um, that the Jets would be in playoff contention in December. Didn't believe it, but I wanted it to happen. So I'll do this again with the Jets. They trade up in the first round. I it's no, there's zero onions to be found uh, with their second overall pick. We all know where that's going. <clears throat> but they're picking 23rd overall. A lot of people are mocking a defensive lineman because of the Robert Sala stuff. And I, I you know, in Sala we trust. But at the same time, I would be a little bit like, okay, we've been down that road. Um, I would like to see them if there's not some like incredible offensive lineman that's fallen down. The board, uh, I would like to see them trade up in the first round, take some of these this uh, stockpiling of draft picks they have over the next couple of years and uh, pair that with the 23rd overall pick and grab whoever that wide receiver that everybody loves that ends up falling, um, into the middle of the pack. So if there's somebody sitting, uh, I was going to say 15, but the Jets and Patriots aren't going to trade a draft pick most likely, but uh, in that zone. Um, I'd like to see the Jets go up. So they trade up in the first round and they take a wide receiver. Let's go. I I love it. it.
2: Yeah, that's spicy. And um, I I think they could certainly use one. I've seen some analysis that it's like a big need. I don't don't quite go there. I mean, you've got Denzel Mims. He just spent a lot of money on... Corey Davis, you spent a lot of money on Keelan Cole for a fourth receiver. You still have Jamison Crowder on the roster. Maybe he's not on the roster by the end of this draft if they make that move, but I like yeah, it and I'll take you. I that. just, I just think they're okay. Uh,
0: they're okay. Receiver, no,
2: I agree. It's just not like a massive need. They need some cornerbacks. They need some offensive linemen.
3: I think. Right. And you, from what we understand in this draft, the offensive line, you could find some depth there. Uh, there's some depth to that position. And then you, you absolutely target that in the second and third rounds. Um, Could Use another edge rusher. I know they signed Carl Lawson, but that's, he's kind of it. They have a lot of needs. They have a lot of needs, but I like the idea of them saying, we are going to not only bring this quarterback in, but immediately give ourselves a boost on the offensive side of the ball. That's why it'd even be okay. eh, If they went and and got the running back, Najee Harris, I, I, if they just make a splash on offense and say, we are building a core that will scare people on Sundays, which it hasn't happened in forever. Um, everybody taking me on it?
4: I am, because I think there's a, a couple little factors, like the defensive tackle class we're all hearing outside of like one or two guys is abysmal. Um, and yeah, they could go edge, but I think something you sort of mentioned was one of these key receivers tumbling down the board a little bit to where they'd say, you know what, we're going after it. And they may not be alone. There might be competition for that, but why not overcorrect and add too much around your new quarterback? Than I'll give what you a perfect example.
3: C.D. Lamb last year. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people thought he was going to go potentially five to 10. And then when he started falling into the teens, the Cowboys, they went and got him. Um, Who's that guy uh, in 2021? Because there probably will be. Uh, All right, Greg.
2: All right. I'm going to just be very specific and say the Broncos get their quarterback in the first round, that they take a quarterback in the first round. I, I think they're a candidate to trade up. I'm not going to get overly specific. I feel like this is close to a coin flip, and that's not so bad. Not everything needs to be on thing. I would say if you looked in Vegas, for instance, this would be about a coin flip. I think it'd be a slight underdog that they would take their quarterback. I just can't imagine them getting out of this draft w- without it. How can how can you go into this season on the last year of Vic Fangio's chance, in my mind, with a pretty good roster with Drew Locke, so I, one way or another? Ah, my 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 picks, I just really are kind of clashing because Uh-oh. for the Patriots to get Fields, you know that that doesn't leave as many for the Broncos. But, uh, but That's let's itch. go Broncos, get it Broncos. Well, let's you're kind you of betting
4: on ball. you're betting on two horses, which is fine. Yeah. You're, you're one of them will win. I, I like it. Um, th- you know, I Maybe. think they they've traded up. They've tried everything to get these quarterbacks. I mean, Elway's record at this is t- is pretty terrible. Uh, I mean, does it happen if Fields doesn't fall to them, for instance? I'll take you on it, but I, there aren't a lot of you know breadcrumbs about them being aggressive
2: on that front. No, they're Detroit nine. could be a spot. The Detroit feels like a the spot where maybe someone
3: trades up, whether it was the Patriots yep. or or the Broncos for that matter. I I'm I'm not gonna take you on it. I think that's what they do. I think they're mm-hmm. due for a splash here. And um, Drew Locke had his chance. He didn't cut the mustard, as they say. Did not play the guitar very well. A bunch of bum strings. You know, he kept on hitting the wrong chords. Speaking of the quad, you know he's trying to strum Wonderwall and trying to make some hot babe swoon. Hit all the wrong notes. I tell you, play the guitar
2: and good little boys are nominees in our <laughs> phrase of the year so far. Crazy.
3: So at number nine, that's a good spot. Um, if someone falls or they have ammunition to move up um, a couple picks, if need be. So yeah, I usually you just, the smart play in this game is to take just about everything, but. I really do think, and they don't have, who's their backup right now? Um, they don't have one. It's yeah, still, I think this it's is- still
2: Driscoll and
3: Rippin. Right. And I think that's by design because I think there's the Independence Day uh, spaceship coming over Empire State Building setup happening here. Locke mm. gets bumped to the backup or uh, the temporary starter. And then the kid is there waiting in the wings and there's your quarterback room. All right. Let's do it one more time and then we'll get to the mock draft.
4: All right. So like Greg, I am um, betting on two different horses because I like w- what I want to just say real quick is what I sense happening in America um, is like a bacchanalia is de- going to be descending on us this summer. You're going to have a lot of people that have been trapped in homes and houses um, going <laughs> absolutely crazy. And I mean, I'm talking about all people in different stations of life. So this is really one of the first big outdoor public events. So I've talked about an animal running wild, which feels of the spirit. Of the, of the weekend. Um, the second thing that I've suggested and I, I believe will happen and laugh at me now and then find out later that I'm correct. We will see a naked body part um, during NFL Network or ESPN's coverage of the 2021 draft. Unintended. Um, I don't know where it's coming from. I don't think, a, I'm not talking a player probably, but who knows? But, you know, there's gonna be a lot of weird stuff, crowd shots. I guarantee we get something that they did not um, dial up intentionally.
3: You know, I, I like to like think about in the lead up to a show, whenever we tape, like, you know, how's the show going to go? What's, what are the mechanics of it? And I was thinking to myself, like, Mark has his mock draft. That's going to be a little tricky for him. Cause he might step on some of his props, but little did I know, Mark had it in his back pocket. He was just going to talk about naked people and animals running through. He didn't the center have of w- Cleveland. a prop about a draft pick. He went hurt. He went, <laughs> <Ertz>. he
2: went <laughs> like, that's a, what I someone, mean, he kept that. Like, he totally a backup, cleared out. Tight end, a backup tight end and naked body part. Well, this is tricky because, we have to define the body part. I mean, my arm is, isn't my forearm naked right now? I, mean, so I had count? a feeling
4: that question would come. And I think it's a fair question. I wouldn't try it. I'm not going to try to. Um, it's got to be a private know, part. Well, I'm not going to pull one over on you guys by saying, oh, look, we saw someone's, you know, hand extending up the wrist and arm area. It's like beat, we're talking about something count, that should it? not be should not well, be seen in right, public.
3: Right, it's three. Are, are you counting the heinies?
4: A butt? Like a naked yeah. butt? Yeah. Yeah, naked yeah, butt. Yeah, that would not All right, so we'll do yeah. the
3: two Bs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the V and the P.
4: mm mm-hmm. that works. Or a combination of you know it could be more than one one of those together
3: in a combination. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I mean, I'll take you up on it. All Dan right. Dan's
2: experience speaking with five year olds is really kind <laughs> of <to me. laughs> that's where we're at. Yeah, I'll definitely take you up on that. That's ridiculous. All right. Thank you, Mark. All right.
3: Uh, finally. All right, excluding Jimmy G. who i've already excuse me um said is moving in a trade but let's just kind of let's keep him out of this conversation there will be another quarterback who started football game or games in 2020 2020 on the move via trade before saturday night so forget about jimmy g keep take him out of it any other quarterback a starting quarterback in 2020 one of them gets dealt and um Put some thought into this. I'm thinking about who are those guys? Okay, I'll give them to you. Teddy Bridgewater. I thought about, I thought somebody, I can't believe somebody. Well, Greg, you still got to go. I don't know where you're going with your last one, but um, Teddy Bridgewater could be on the move. Uh, Cam, hypothetically, could move. Mason Rudolph started
4: that game against Cleveland, right?
3: Am I right? Yep, Yeah. So one, sure.
4: so one starter more. It's okay. Yep,
3: Gardner okay. Neenshu, Gardner hmm. Drew Locke. Hell, Jordan Love. I mean, the Packers obviously are, are deep in on uh, Aaron Rodgers once again. Uh, I think one of those guys, but it could be anybody that started a game moved over uh, from Thursday to Saturday night. That's it tough. almost
4: seems like very probable or possible, but I'm going to take you up because sometimes these drafts just drift by and none of these things happen. And, and I'll, I'll I'll sit on that side of it. But you know that means even someone. We're not talking about, by the way, if you're if you're like Brian Hoyer. And you don't have a team and you started a game, that none of, it has to be a tra- legit trade, correct?
2: Yes. Trade. Okay. It's a trade. And I'll
4: take you up. Yep.
2: Teddy or Minju. I mean, those two would be the ones I'd have circled. Hmm. Wow. I'm I'm you're struggling. Well, about I don't that. like not take I don't like not taking it, but I'm gonna not take it. Wow. I'm stunned. All right, good. I'm gonna go uh with my final prop as no running backs get taken in the first round i've enjoyed some of these um shows talking about different props it's it's interesting of like different ways you can talk but our friends established the run evan silva and Mm -hmm. uh, leviton they're on the other side of this they think even maybe maybe more than one go uh but i think in today's nfl Najee harris to the steelers is the one everyone's talking about but if that doesn't happen i think uh Teams could wait. Javante Williams maybe is another little little prop there that as the first running back off the board that I like. But I don't think it'll be in the first round. No running backs in the first round.
4: I'll definitely take you because I'm looking down from around like 27 on, and I see some real targets for running backs, and I could see a team trading back up to like 32 or something just to make sure that you've got the Jets sitting at number two, right, in the second round. I think they're going running back there, so you got to try to get ahead of them.
3: Um, I'll take you on it. And I think there is obviously a little bit of an industry. Um, People are spooked uh, and I think they feel like they're not on the right side of history. When you take a running back now, unless he's a Saquon Barkley generational uh, type guy, I think these teams are now they have it in their minds. And a lot of it is a herd mentality. Like, Hey, the smart football teams don't do this and we're not, we're we're not, we don't want to be a dumb football team. So I think some of that factors in too. So I'm going to say, I, I agree uh, that there will not be, but I also know because I've done mm. this before, Greg, and it it um and it's always a little bit uh, tricky on draft night when we play this game, and then you have to go through the whole draft and you have to be like, don't pick a running back, don't pick a running back when you get to that twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, um, and I I so I admire that you did this, and uh, I purposely <laughs> stayed away from these type of wagers mm. this week for that reason. Okay.
2: Yeah. I'll be nervous when the Steelers are on the board. That's, that's the moment that, that now I'll be anxious. The Bills right. maybe yeah.
3: or another team. All right. And of course, uh, Nick Fortier over at go get my has been tracking this stuff religiously uh, for years. And he's also on Twitter at go get my You could see uh, the all time standings. Uh, the um, you could go back for years now and check out how we did in past drafts. I'm just going to give you a heads up. It usually doesn't go well. Um, and, uh, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. He's even got a soundboard over there on go get my uh, for some of the funny drops of all time. So go check that out. And Nick, thank you again for all that you've done for the show. Um, all right, let's go, let's get to it. It's time. Mark Sessler. You know, we've always, um, We've always waited for this mock draft because everyone's sick of the know it alls, the people that they're braggy and they say, oh, here's mock point 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. Put me on NFL network. Oh, this is the tape I was chewing up. Uh, I'm a real tape dog. That's not you. That's not Mark Sessler. Mark is a guy. I put in the work. I put Ooh. in the work. I know who these guys are. I've watched a college football game. Like, that's not you. You What you do, you lay in the weeds, <laughs> and you wait till the draft eve, and then you drop a hammer. That really affects the industry. And here we are again, the fourth annual Mark Sessler mock draft. How you feeling right now? Well,
4: I'm feeling good. And I think you, you hit on something that All these other people doing so much work, um, I take a completely different approach, which is do essentially about 40 minutes of work and lean heavily on all these other tape guys that have done the hard work Um, in life. I think that just starts to make sense as you creep up in age. And so I've leveraged that done very little. But I know the industry um, is waiting um, all eyes on what will happen over the next 30, 40 minutes. You're more
3: honest. A lot
4: of a lot of people, I think. Um, Wait, this is going
3: to last for forty minutes? Oh, well, the
4: reverb, like yeah, I mean, well, right.
2: you know, even after the show but ends, he said people, he put you know. forty minutes of work into it, and I think I think you're just you're just more honest. That's what we should call it:
3: Mark Sessler's honest mock draft. Oh, I go. like that. The rest and, of them, come on. and you could be like, if you want to look at it from a different angle, you could be like, you know how Kyle Brandt, Good Morning Football, friend of the show, he's turned his body into a temple, twenty four seven. He his diet is outrageous. What what the the intake, the amount of workout, working out he does in the gym and he studies all this. You're more like the 7-minute ads of the draft industrial complex. I mean, if that if that, so you're absolutely right. All right, let's do it. All right, let's get to it.
4: All right, Ricky, I believe we have a Mark's
1: 2021 mock draft <laughs> is
4: all right, how would you like – you want me just to read these off? How, how do we just – one by one here? You can nice comment.
3: And, nice – you know, that's a nice setup. Okay, go ahead.
4: All right, with the first pick <laughs> in the draft. I'm not going to go, like, announce the same draft over and over like Roger Goodell. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they take Trevor Lawrence. We know that. What do we even need to say about that?
2: Yeah, we probably we don't need, don't to, need to do pick-by-pick analysis here. Okay,
4: number two, the New York Jets, they take Zach Wilson. Of course they do, quarterback BYU.
3: Yeah. Very okay. smart move. And you know what's funny about that? Like we've heard so much now about why he's not the pick. It actually weirdly makes me feel better about it because Sam Darnold checked all the boxes of a guy that would work. Didn't work. This guy, Oh, his schedule is soft. His body frame is not right. He's a kid from Utah can't handle New York. Great. All that makes sense. It's why it's going to work this time. It's the summer of George theory. Go ahead. I'm
4: totally with you. Uh, Number three pivot point. In the 2021 draft, the San Francisco 49ers annoy many by taking Mac Jones quarterback, Alabama.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised how many um, people are still keeping Lance or Fields in this spot. It's not that many. It's definitely the minority. Mac Jones is the popular pick, and I I would be shocked if it's not Mac Jones at this point.
3: And we talked about it on Tuesday's show, the Ian Rappaport report ruling out Justin Fields. You know, if you wanted to build an intrigue to the draft, but you didn't want to give it all away, that's the thing I wouldn't have given away. Justin Fields is the guy that's kind of like the wild card. If they would have drafted him, ooh, that's, that's very juicy. Now I'm just like, get it over with. You're not taking Fields. One of these guys should be okay or not. I don't know.
4: Go ahead. All right, number four, there's going to be a lot of reports of the Falcons. You know, the phones are going to be ringing. People want to get up there to get, you know, quarterback X, but they stay right at home and take Kyle Pitts, tight end, out of Florida, possibly the best player in the entire draft.
2: This is where um either the mock draft industrial complex complex will like go off target or not because ESPN is now saying this pick is happening. They're, they're straight out reporting it, Fowler and Graziano. So I, and this is where everyone's got, got pits.
3: I mean, right, he, I, yeah, he, he needs ahead, to man. be is like, he needs to be Tony Gonzalez great or whatever, like DJ was on her show this month and said, don't get hung up on these wide these tight ends. Uh, coming into the league and and not being as great as advertised. This guy's basically a wide receiver uh, in a tight ends body and all that stuff. Well, he better be a superstar because as I've said, I think they have so much leverage here. They could could do a franchise reset uh, with this fourth pick potentially, but you know what? If Pitts is a super stud, it's the right move.
4: Yep. Uh, Number five, you know, I didn't just like create drama just for the sake of it. I think there are some safe things happening. There are reports that the Detroit Lions have tried to trade up to this spot where the Bengals are at and the Bengals aren't having anything to do with it, which tells me, because the Lions want a wide receiver, that the Bengals do too. Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU, being paired with his old teammate, Joe Burrow.
2: Like it.
3: I'd I'd be bummed. I feel like I I was thinking about a sandwich prop that um, Penny, what is it, Penny Sewell? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'd be, if I'm a Cincinnati fan, I'm thinking, geez. We saw it right there. We have this young quarterback that's such a stud and we almost got him killed last year. And then you see this guy is a seen as a, a real big time lineman prospect. And he's sitting there for you and you go get a wide receiver. I Pitt, don't know. Pitt, I'm not about it, that.
2: It's interesting though. Cause Pitts and, and, um, and chase, I think are as like universally beloved and as hyped. And I think as like, believed to be as safe and good a pick as any at their positions in the last eight, ten years. And and it's sort of been overshadowed because of all these quarterbacks. But like I, I don't think Pitts I think Pitts is coming in with a better pedigree than any tight end in twenty years at least, maybe ever. And then Chase is close. So I, I get it. I get it. No. Okay. All right. Uh number six, Ricky, we have a trade.
1: Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> trade alert.
3: Oh, wow all right all
4: right the carolina panthers move
3: up that triggered my mesophonia
4: yeah i would imagine uh the dolphins were here the panthers conduct a trade with the dolphins and they throw a little bit of a curveball they take trade lance quarterback north dakota state
2: Mm, it'd be fun i like Like that that. i I mean this is where mark's starting to set himself apart so far he's gone all chalk and this is this is spicy this is special
3: yeah and i can't believe that It felt like such a good sandwich prop. Nobody threw out there, the Panthers, what they're going to do on um, draft day. And this, um, I like this one. You're flying now.
4: You're finding out now what they're going to do. Ricky, we have a trade at number seven. (laughs)
1: Hee hee, trade alert.
4: All right, the New England Patriots. You know, Matt Patricia isn't there anymore, but they still have their little friends inside the building in Michigan. And they trade with the Lions, and they go get Greg's boy. Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State.
2: Hey, I, I love it
1: It's March 2021 mock draft.
2: I mean, you just won me some sandwiches. I don't know who are, who are their friends inside Detroit's <laughs> building. Uh, well, that's, I, I'm, I, you know. I'm unaware that like there's many people left over. Matt Patricia is with the Patriots, though, um, so maybe maybe that would help. <laughs> Probably not, uh, but I, I love it let's do it
3: you just want why, why do i feel somewhat like obligated to let the audience know that yes for better or worse um many of the drops in the show I, I work with ricky on this one i was hands off this is an erica mark sessler drop joint. i want everybody to know that all right keep going
4: this goes back Good. to my point early <laughs> smart to wash your hands of that uh hey ricky number eight we have a trade
1: <laughs> trade alert
4: now Greg's annoyed by that too. All right. The Vikings, no, 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 the Dolphins were sitting here at eight after the Panthers trade. The Dolphins, Chris Greer, man, he is on the psilocybin. He is moving up and down the board. He he allows the Vikings into the spot. Another trade. The Vikings go up and they get Panay Sewell, offensive tackle, Oregon. Mm. That's the one thing I think they might do if they were to move up the board. Solidify that line for a change.
2: I'm intrigued by the Vikings in this draft. I think they're an outside... Uh... Uh, upset candidate to take a quarterback that that falls to. that's possible
4: number nine the denver broncos well they're a little bit out of this quarterback mix they didn't they weren't aggressive enough they go patrick sartan cornerback, alabama we just talked about him with chase goodbread on yesterday's show
2: can't do it did you move did you move him in the draft just because i said you'd have him go to the cowboys
4: that is correct (laughs) (laughs) thanks for your honesty
3: i appreciate you. (laughs) that's amazing That A little peek behind the curtain there. Um, yeah, if the Denver Broncos go into 2021 with Drew Locke as the unquestioned starter, they get everything they deserve. They will, trust me. All right,
4: number 10, the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they're, they're, they were divided. Some of them wanted Patrick Sertan, but, uh, <laughs> you know, a higher power came in and altered the result. They get J.C. Horn, South Carolina cornerback. They need defense. They said they do it. Jerry Jones has his little Kyle Pitts fascination, but you're not getting him this time. Or ever. All
2: right, like the it. crowd's going wild. Like I, I was <laughs> think, I was thinking of our our guest. Do we want our guest to jump into this segment, or uh, we want to hold off for now? What do you think?
3: I think we should give him his own world. Okay, okay yeah. let's hold
2: off.
4: But we, I can, I can also. We can, we're getting that part of the draft where you're feeling like, oh, you know, let's speed it up a little here. So New York <laughs> Giants at number eleven, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama. Suddenly, like that it. offense looks fiery spicy
3: this is Uh, my this is my whole theory if you're not sure on a a young quarterback build up around him and then give him a chance which is kind of what I wanted the Jets to do with Darnold do it with Daniel Jones if you have uh Kenny Galladay and now you have Jalen Waddell and and you have Evan Ingram and Saquon back and Sterling Shepard's in the mix and um that is a nice that's a nice group okay yes it is all right uh number 12 we have a
4: trade Ricky
1: Trade alert.
4: All right. Uh, Las Vegas um, trades with the Eagles to move up to number 12, and they get an offensive tackle they've needed out of Northwestern Rashawn Slater.
2: Oh, my gosh. Ricky, I mean, I know we're in the middle of a mock draft, but we, we have some big breaking news in real life. Which just blew up our whole show. Come on, people. The Panthers are trading quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. To the Broncos for a sixth-round draft pick, according to Tom Pelissero. Nice to meet you, Tom. Uh, wait, that just
4: ruined uh, my whole uh, Broncos. So no, I've just lost a sandwich prop, by the way. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that and you know what? Yeah, that it felt like they were doing the Independence Day move. They didn't have anybody in the quarterback room behind Locke, and now they have. They have the trade alert. I, Wait, pushed, I I just I want a sandwich.
2: Wait, well, I just want I a know. sandwich. You, said,
1: you exactly.
3: off
2: you yep. said during the draft. Oh did no, you? that's
3: that's a sandwich problem. That was locked in, baby. Well, okay. we're have to go I didn't take you up on it. So I'll,
2: ultimately, that gives me a chance to pat myself on the back. So I'll agree <laughs> with that. I mean, winners and losers list. Patrick Sertzan of the Broncos start starting to look. Yeah, that, that <laughs> looks probable. better. That looks better. Wow, I. You know, just before we move, I don't think that totally rules out the Broncos taking a quarterback uh, in round one. This is a sixth round draft pick. Um, and it it's a long-term decision to take quarterback. And and how can Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater confidently be their long-term quarterback? So I don't
3: think it totally rules it out, but it's certainly. Mm, what does it mean for it the Panthers likely. too? So now you got Sam Darnold there. Uh, no. True, uh, number two is Darnold's still holding his breath here. Put it that way, by the it way. Does, I, I heard does for not some set yeah, him up, right?
2: Yeah, that's a good point, Dan. Um, I, I, I think they might up. be taking, I know Mark's got him yeah. moving up, and and I just want to tell you, all the Broncos fans out there, um, when I kept pushing Teddy Bridgewater to Denver, and they're like, Don't put that evil on us, come on, don't do that. <laughs> it's like, I did put that evil on you, and now he's on your team,
3: <laughs> eat it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I you, like him. If this is what the Broncos' solution is, uh, this is like four minutes after I made my last comment, uh, you're going to get what's coming to you, and that's it. It's just Here's like Drew Lock or Teddy Bridgewater, still not good enough. It's not a six-round round pick who's,
2: who's probably not going to make your team, and you, you, I can – I can confidently say their quarterback position is better. If Drew Lock never plays another snap and you play Teddy Bridgewater and said, you're still not in good shape, but you're better at the most important position for this year. So it, it totally makes sense for a six-round pick. And I'm sure the Panthers are eating most of the money. Too. Well, as long
4: as well, it doesn't prevent it. them from grabbing yeah. fields if he fell to him, If they ever pass right. over right. that because of Teddy Bridgewater, you know, totally go hide out that. in the Rocky Mountains wow. for eight months. Totally what, a, what, an,
3: what an interesting trade in the middle of uh, this particular show. A very interesting. All right, keep going, Mark. All
4: right. uh, number 13, the Chargers take Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State.
3: Okay.
4: Uh, number 14, this is where the Vikings were. The Dolphins now finally sit home, and this worked out well for them. Devonta Smith, wide receiver, mm. Alabama. They pick up a bunch of picks and the guy they kind of wanted all along.
3: There it is. And that's that would be like the area where with my sandwich prop, if if whoever is that guy that falls there, go be aggressive and try to trade into that spot, because that feels like a great value. And just like with Daniel Jones, you're not totally sure about Tua yet. Give him Will Fuller, you know, give him Devonte Parker and now give him one of the top rookies um, wide receivers in the draft class and see if he's playing that guitar. Some right. people
2: might take think he's going to take them at six. If this happened, Mark, and I'm writing winners and losers, like you know, for the website. Oh, they'll get a lot of like A's and winners. Nothing, you know. Absolutely. And I, I, I fall for two. No, you know, people like nothing. People like more than trading back and getting getting guys. People know that's dead
4: on. All right, now where the Patriots were, the Lions are, and they take quitty Pay Edge out of Michigan. Not as you know, maybe high octane as you would have thought they'd go, but they could have gone quarterback or wide
2: receiver at seven. But that defense needs all sorts of help. So hard to pick who would be the first edge rusher. I feel like one through six, it's like pick your poison. Anyone, you know, different teams are going to like different guys.
4: Yep. All right. Washington now. We have a trade, Ricky.
3: Wow.
1: (laughs) Hee (laughs) hee, trade alert.
3: I mean, the number of trades, maybe a, a secondary trade uh, drop. But that, I'm out, and that's the last thing.
4: I've lost that one like 12 times, so I, I didn't go down that road. But this is a bit of a more low. They're only moving up four spots um, to where Arizona was, and they take Jeremiah Uwasu Karamoa, linebacker, Notre Dame. Very versatile player.
2: Right. It's my pick. like what so I hear pick. about him. I like what I hear earlier than people think, but I like, I like the cut of this guy's jib.
4: All right, we've got seventeen. The Eagles, where the
2: uh, Las Vegas
4: Raiders were, take Aziz <laughs> Ojolari, edge out of Georgia.
2: You weren't concerned about the medical stuff popping up uh, there, Mark? Last
4: well, that's on the Eagles. You know they've got a they've got a gigantic life size cutout in Howie Roseman's office of Aziz Ojolari now. So all <laughs> you know chips to the end of the table. All right, now the Dolphins again at number eighteen take Jalen Phillips edge out of Miami a run on edge rushers. Very nice. Okay. All right, now 19, where, the, where Washington was. Um, Arizona takes Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive line, USC. They
2: could Smart some pick. Help. EVT. Solid, solid. EVT. Yeah, they need help at, at multiple positions. It doesn't, doesn't even matter where they play them. Sensible pick. And that, that gets other teams <laughs> a little
4: concerned about the offensive line scenario. So the Chicago Bears, you know, as underwhelming as possible, sitting at number 20, take Christian Derrissaw, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech. That should help Andy Dalton throw for 200 and 2,500 yards and 12 touchdowns
3: next season. So your mock draft in some ways was a way to get another shot at Ryan Pace and the bears. organization. Right. The,
2: the bears are in a no win scenario yeah, here. Can't they're, win. Picking, they're picking at 20. There's, there's almost nothing they can do uh, outside of trading for Russell Wilson. That will satisfy anyone,
4: but there will be whispers that they tried to trade up into this top 10 area to get a quarterback and teams just wouldn't let it happen. Number 21, the Indianapolis Colts, Tevin Jenkins, Offensive tackle, Oklahoma State. You know they got their left tackle is retired. That's that just. need. got to address
3: that line, right?
4: That that was a need over. That was a need that they addressed right there. Number twenty-two, the Tennessee Titans, Greg Newsom, cornerback, Northwestern.
2: Ooh, one of the one of the props I was thinking of throwing in, but it seems a little too dorky for sandwiches. Was over five at five and a half cornerbacks. I think there's going to be a lot of cornerbacks, and there here's one of them. Hi,
4: right, I'm with you. Um all right now would I like to have maybe alter this for something a little maybe more logical yes but I care about our show more and I know where Dan's heart lies number 23 the New York Jets take Landon Dickerson spinner out of Alabama he will play Nine straight years without missing a game. Stick it, Draft Knicks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
2: <laughs> do something that's never happened in the history of the uh, around the NFL podcast sandwich what? prop cut. If Landon Dickerson goes <laughs> to the Jets, even though Dan didn't give it as a sandwich prop, I'm just gonna give Dan a sandwich just oh, just for putting right. it out into the universe, and, and it gives us some excitement with
3: it. And team. I was gonna, I thought about that as a sandwich prop, but I was just like, you know what, I'm already in deep on this guy, and I need to be losing sandwiches because. I don't lose one. I don't gain one if I'm right. Yeah, no, I got you. I I got you. No, I appreciate that. But I have, you know, checked in with some sparrows as the insider, and everyone's saying the same thing, that this guy is a first-round player, that just no one's going to pull the trigger because of the injuries. Even if he Mm. was doing cartwheels with a recently repaired ACL tear uh, during um, Pro Day, which seems crazy to me that he did that. But he also played in the championship game. I'm taking the
4: L just um, for sentimentality right there. Thanks, buddy. Uh, number 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh-oh, Greg. Najee Harris, running back, Alabama. Nice. They have to. They don't have nice. to, actually. They could go offensive line, but they don't love what's they there. They don't have, they have to at all.
2: Them. They don't have to at all. I mean, you can find... How about Trey Sermon in the second round? You can I find a second round running back. Take man, Your I'm offensive still... line is garbage. And if there's some value there in the offensive line or cornerback or wherever, take the I'm sort totally are...
4: saying in this mock draft, they don't like yeah. what happened here because a lot yeah. of offensive linemen have, have vanished.
3: The Steelers are way too sensible and, sorry, boring um, and successful, by the way, to do it. But I still would love to see them get crazy and go get a quarterback in the first round. But it's probably not going to happen.
4: All right, number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars take Christian Barmore, defensive tackle, Alabama. There are concerns if he's coachable, but Urban Meyer uh, seems to be the guy who understands the college culture and the college players, and he doesn't feel concerned about Barmore's attitude. I mean, he,
3: he understands them before they get a five-year guaranteed you know contract that pays them like $30 million. We'll see if you can handle a player then. A little That's different right? here in the pros.
4: Number 26, the Cleveland Browns, you know, they were very into Caleb Farley, but there are, you know, the medicals are starting to become an issue. They go Gregory Rousseau, edge out of Miami. Uh, they don't think the Jadavian Clowney is enough at that position, so let's settle down, everyone. Number 27, <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens, Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle. They got put in a little bit of a tough spot here. They had to go and look for the best lineman available out of Michigan. Um, Greg, you're Saints at Number 28. Zaven Collins, linebacker, now, mm. out of Tulsa. So if he's living in a dorm, he could just continue to live there. He doesn't even need to relocate. It's a very seamless uh, pickup.
2: I mean, this guy. This, I, I think this is the the Patriots under Tulane or Tulsa, Tulsa. Oh, Tulsa. actually, right. It's it's Tulsa. Did you say Tulane? Tulsa. He, uh, no, I said Tulsa. So he would need to leave his dorm room. That would be yeah, weird if he stayed in Tulsa. <laughs> it, is. it is pretty far, though. He did have a pick six to win a game in overtime uh, and against Tulane. And it is funny to watch him play Tulane. He is a 270-pound off-ball linebacker who is a valedictorian and wants to be like a doctor and looks like a man amongst boys. He is a fascinating guy. He feels like the guy the Patriots will take at 15 and everyone will go crazy because, uh, you know, no one sees him going that.
4: Good value for the Saints at number twenty nine the Green Bay Packers take Gadarius Tony wide receiver out of Florida. uh they finally do what everyone hoped they would they do not, a couple they, of drafts
3: I feel like they're like they they're making a point now to stick it to everybody and be like, we're not going to do what you want us to do and take a wide receiver ever. I think it'd be funny if they took another quarterback starts <laughs> just like filled out that depth chart.
4: Yeah, I think I probably definitely got that one wrong. All right, number 30, uh uh-oh, Greg, Buffalo Bills, Javonta Williams, running back, North Carolina, they love him. It's not too early to take a running back, complete that offense. In your
2: draft, I already lost that running back prop, and uh, now you're just sticking it to me. But, yeah, that would be bad. (laughs) You're
4: exactly right. Number 31, this is Baltimore's pick from the Kansas City uh, trade for Orlando Brown, Jr. They take Trevin Morig, safety, TCU. That's a Baltimore. If, type if the thing Ravens have
2: two first round picks and they don't take a receiver, I mean Lamar should start picketing outside the building or something.
4: Well, he will be. More chaos. We invite it. Uh oh, last pick in the draft, we have a trade, Ricky.
1: Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> trade alert.
4: The it's little the laugh. It's the laugh
3: that's disturbing. It's not <laughs> so that does the the idea that there's a trade, is that what triggers the flatulence? I or is it the flat I I don't know. Just what's the connection? I like it, but I'm I curious. think I would
4: actually Suggests that Ricky was uh, maybe had a little bit more to do with that part of it. So we could ask her
3: when the time is right. It was like a chili cook off or something. She came straight here and. Yeah, I bet
4: uh, that's what was happening. Go ahead. So the Bucks allow the Falcons back into this 30 second spot and they might be dealing with this for years to come. Uh Oh, Greg, Travis ETN running back out of Clemson. Falcons need a running back. They don't like the jets sitting there, you know, two picks later. They climb afraid out. of the jets. So
2: three running backs in the first round. I went, three. I go zero. No, that Whoever, would have been a
3: good sandwich prop. Yeah, that would have been bold. My All idea. right. But running nude through the crop quad.
2: Mark's
1: 2021 20, mock draft. Unfortunately,
4: <laughs> don't think about dogs, but I, I wish them well.
1: Ah! <laughs>
3: That's good, Mark. Good job, Mark. That's good. Good stuff. Well, uh, Ricky, everyone except well. that. Now, how do you...
2: How do you count a gospel. win? Sorry, not to... Uh, like, you have to match the team with, with the player to count as a, as a right answer because you had so many trades, it gets a little confusing here.
4: I right? think team right player would be a win, yeah, right? That's
3: the way to do it. The spot is less important, I guess. And I, what, I, what constitutes success there, Mark? How many, how many getting, right, getting right are you feeling like you're a winner? 19. 19 out of 32. <laughs> there it is. Okay, yep. so we'll track that. We'll circle back
2: on Saturday. If he gets 19 or more, Mark should host the show for the
3: rest of the offseason, season <laughs> and then i will you take the,
2: host every show
3: and if that if linda dickerson's one of them i'll take one of those sandwiches and, and give it straight to mark because you deserve it my friend all right ricky let's do it if how you are the acoustics by the way i just found a safe space is this how are the acoustic? you're safe
2: you're safe with us spice rack up, two days
5: ago then you rescheduled me but uh it's
2: good <laughs> to see your freaking faces
5: i imagine if jonathan williams would have taken the League by storm. You know, Tua Tagovailoa is about as is, is, uh, fun a college football player as I've ever seen in my life. Uh, this is what we're doing with the clown music here.
2: <laughs> this is the, so So it's a guy you're staking your name to.
5: Antoine Winfield Jr. Cole McDonald, mm. the quarterback at Hawaii. He's a pretty good athlete, and uh, he will Did absolutely you old rip downfield. Yeah. <laughs> Cole, Cole
3: McDonald. Cole McDonald. There is the legend himself. Well, you heard Chris Wessling, a legend for all times. And Chris Wessling had a friend in the desert. In fact, we called him, this individual, Chris Wessling's desert consigliere for all things gambling. Excuse me, sports wagering, sports betting. I don't know. Anyway, now, for I believe the fourth time on the program, here he is, Spice Rack. Welcome back to the Around the NFL podcast. You're muted, buddy.
2: We'll edit it out, but you're muted. Don't edit
5: it out. (laughs) (laughs) Mistakes happen on live television, Greg. Nobody ever told you that?
2: This is not spicy. Television. This is a podcast. But we can see spicy. Uh, this for, isn't
5: for live Netflix. on NFL Network
3: next year. We're it's working to- we're working towards that and um you know spice. I think and you did request feel free to introduce me as the Midwest's preeminent long shot parlay better. All right, right. Kind of right. like that. Is let's let's catch up a little bit first. Gladly. Uh you are no longer in the desert, correct? In my You're heart, I am,
5: but in your heart, I, I'm there maybe uh, once every two months,
3: you primarily,
5: primarily in Cincinnati.
3: Yes. And yes. Cincinnati, of course, where you met the great Chris Wessling. And I know it was important to you and and, and important to us um, before we dig into all the fun and making your annual um, draft predictions. And by the way, we have our fun. But spicy is as educated as they get. In turn, this man is a college football fanatic, and he has good instincts. So, yes, for every Jonathan Williams uh, miss, and everybody's got miss, he's got I don't an think that was all the way a junior.
5: I don't think that was all the way a miss.
3: How about I, old McDonald?
5: Let, yeah, all, that was all the way a miss.
2: He's I mean, he's a a, he was a the the seventh sky. round pick, Cole McDonald, and he's still in the league. So you know, he's right. only one he day. was the
5: anyway. he, Cole McDonald. <laughs> if you want to have a Cole McDonald pod. On the heels no, of a theology pod, relax, Greg. All right, okay. He was the first player cut from the uh, last draft.
3: Tough sitch, <laughs> tough sitch, tough sitch. But anyway, before we dig into the predictions, and uh, I want uh, you uh, to share your thoughts about where you're at. Um, where uh, uh, you know now, a couple months since uh, Chris passed. Uh, I know Wes was a uh, very important figure in your life, Spicy.
5: Uh, Zeus, I don't even know how to – honestly, we just had a couple minutes of jokes there, but I don't even know how to transition into this really. I mean, uh, to say it's someone that I think about every day or like multiple times every day is such an understatement. Um, He – I mean, even, you know, as the red season fired up, you know, it became a little more difficult, to be honest. I mean, it's – there's nothing – it happens in a Reds game, two, three times a game, that I don't immediately think, you know, I would have texted Wes right then and there. Mm-hmm. Shake, shaky bullpen guy or, like, an intriguing young fella. You know, it's like it, – it's – it's uh, yeah. I mean, he's on my mind constantly. I'm sure – and you know, I know he is you guys too. No, no, and, and, go, ahead.
3: no go ahead. No, I was going to s- say Luis Castillo – the ace of the Reds who's struggling. I drafted Struggle. him to my fantasy league and a way as a nod to Wes. And I like, let's ride together with Castilla as an ace. His struggles, like, I, I think the same thing. I want to text Wes and talk about, is this guy going to get back on track? I mean, Wes was such a great uh, friend, but such an amazing sports friend to just shoot the S about. And things.
4: spicy, we are going to the Reds-Dodgers game today in honor of Wes. So uh, just a little That's nugget true. right there.
5: Boy, I got to tell you, the Reds won each of the last two nights against the defending champs. I
3: don't,
5: <laughs> I don't like their chances too much tonight.
3: Mm. Well, you know,
5: Kershaw, we, we Kershaw's spoke. a little more hittable than he used to be.
2: Right now, <laughs> we we I spoke with Spicy pretty soon after you know West died, and 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 you said something you know that really stuck with me about how how much West believed in you um you know you you became friends with Wes through his family you which Wesleyan brother was it that was like because you're three years younger than Wes that you were close with and you kind of got to know Wes as an older brother
5: yeah no Greg I'm actually I don't know maybe six six years younger than him and the connection actually is that he was um my it's gonna sound weird but I used to see him a lot when I was younger he was my neighbor's cousin's boyfriend. I know that sounds crazy, but he used to be over a lot and then uh I don't know, you, you know, we just clicked right away. We connected right away. I think he identified me as someone who uh what what was that extra level of sports obsessive. You mm-hmm. know, he 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 recognized a younger Chris in that regard. I'm by no means as smart as or as well read as Wes was but uh just on that sports front just that extra level of passion passion on every front really you know just like it, it and it never and it never stopped and so uh but yeah no I met from the second I met him we yes we clicked and we connected and we always like we were always in like regular touch but I he became someone that was like a measuring stick on every level you know like we were early in the fantasy football game like I always measured myself against him and anything I ever put out to the public I always thought to myself you know what would West think or if he thought it was silly or you know I had to check myself a lot and you know uh and he checked me a lot you know when we were younger and I mean uh yeah I'm sort of rambling at this point but
3: no I mean that's uh- we are kind of we relate to everything you're saying,, yeah. especially what you said about how you know, uh, having some a thought or a take about sports and you, and you kind of hoped it passed that West test because you just, we respected him so much uh, from that standpoint. And like, you know, when we talk about how do you honor the memory of West, like going to the Red Dodgers matinee today, and Lakeisha is actually going to be there with Link, nice, and she doesn't nice, know nice, that nice. we're going, so we're going to surprise her, and that's going to be a, a nice moment, and the fact' spicy. That you are on the podcast today—that is—that is honoring Wes because he did love you. I wouldn't um, know all you guys. I wouldn't exactly, know all you guys, what?
5: obviously, without without Wes.
3: And exactly, I, you know, so uh, Wes stays connected to us forever. And um, you know, as that transition, Wes loved having you on the show. And Wes was—he, so you heard him at the end of that clip. I think it might be the first time we played him on the show since he passed away. Uh, he was the one that called out. Was that Old McDonald's, which I always love, one of my favorite lines <laughs> in podcast? history so this is what we're going to do let's transition now um because uh, if Wes can listen he's listening right now he wants to hear we want to hear the spice rack sleepers the guys not even sleepers necessarily although we welcome sleepers of course but the guys that spice rack loves and feels very confident are going to translate from one level to the top level of professional football the runway's is yours spicy take off baby
5: You know what? Let's start this runway with a. uh, Let's defer to Mr. Rosenthal over there in the top right.
2: Whoa! Wow! You already know. I'm saying you tell. I hear you. I know where you're going. Tell them what you know about me. Tell them what you know. Well, what I know is before this college football season even started, I started (laughs) getting the texts about Kyle Pitts before you know before this season. That not only was he going to be the best player in the upcoming draft, but that he's maybe the best player Spice Rack has ever seen. And that he's going to change Whoa. the game. And that this is this is, you know, pre pre uh this 2020 season. And now we're coming into the draft where where are basically every evaluator is right on board with you after watching that that 2020 season. And I think we we've almost short drifted him here uh, because there hasn't been a tight end prospect in my lifetime um with this sort of juice and sort of attention not Vernon Davis not Kellen Winslow none of these tight ends like you you saw Kyle Pitts as as a different guy before this season I can only imagine after what he did in 2020 you feel it even stronger you know no uh, thanks for the talk up there
5: no no need to watch a Kyle Pitts uh, highlight tape when you've already watched 15 of his games nah Mm -hmm. Ricky knock it off
3: (laughs) (laughs) This isn't the episode for that, Ricky. <laughs> don't try to control the program; just roll with it.
5: I think if she's going to play that music, she should show her face. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Split this into good. five.
2: Go ahead. It, is, it is a different experience being able to <laughs> Spices. see Spicy. I know, Rick.
5: I met. I met Ricky Hollywood.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Spicy's like a big guy. Spicy, like I wouldn't. Softball. I wouldn't have known that Spicy's like six foot. I don't know what he is. He's tall. He's a striking. You know, it's, it's, he's intimidating. That's why Erica shut the music off. Go ahead, Spicy. <laughs> What's next?
5: Damn straight. Oh, all right. Now I feel rushed, but exactly, Ricky. Exactly. <laughs> if you have anything uh, to
2: say on Pitt, say it. I mean... All
5: right, I mean, Game changer the I,
3: highest order. That's a, bold <laughs> that's
5: a You know what, Ricky? That's a bold move, and I respect it. <laughs> uh, on the Kyle Pitts front, you know, uh, he's like... Uh, he will transform any offense from day one. He will. Uh, he's a contender. Day, you know, year one to lead the NFL in touchdowns. Wow! Wow! Okay, uh, now
3: we're talking here.
5: It's uh, it's so <laughs> obvious that he's a mismatch problem. You know, uh, he, he he's one of the few. He might be the only tight end I've seen since Shannon Sharp to be able to. Catch one at eight or ten yards and take it seventy. Okay. All right. Uh, Shannon Sharp was like six one or six two, two hundred. He he was. I mean, I, I don't know how much blocking Kyle Pitts is going to do, but certainly his run after the catch ability is.
3: Wait. So spicy. he Did plenty of blocking. I'm talking. I'm talking. T-
5: ta- t- yeah, yeah. yeah I, but you know, who cares about that?
3: Right. I so don't spicy. care.
5: I, I I don't I don't care if he can block as a
3: he, Cincinnati native. The idea of Joe Burrow throwing to Kyle Pitts. Do you think that's a Hall of Fame connection?
5: You know what? I as as is as, as bullish as I am on Joe Burrow now and then and, and everything in between, uh, I'm I feel more confident putting Kyle Pitts and Canton right now.
0: Whoa.
5: Yeah. It's that's not uh that's not listen okay, so I was speaking to Greg on a phone just the other you know, maybe a, a week ago or so, and, and I was saying to him, you know, uh it's it, he's not like the toughest prospect to spot. He jumps right. off the screen. It's not one of those guys where you hear his name, hear his name, and at the end of the game he has three for thirty-eight. He's, I mean, he is—he's a problem.
3: nonstop. Okay, let's let's uh, let's roll on, spicy. What else you got? Just
5: Love if I could one. stick if I could stick on Pitts for a second, he. <laughs> no, well, let me just say. I mean, I I I've you n- just I don't, put him in hall the whole, the whole lost, game.
3: Not you enough. Just put him in the hall. What else needs to be said?
5: I'm telling you, is great. Is is he is after the catch. Man, in the red zone and on jump balls, I mean, he's mm. he's already pretty much in a class of his own. I mean, you could, put him, in, they could
2: put him in this year's Hall of Fame. They're, you right. know, there's
3: Arthur a ceremony Smith. coming up in August.
2: You know. Arthur Smith years. in Atlanta. I don't think he's going to get to Cincinnati. I think that's a yeah. nice a nice fit.
3: All right, Spicy. Now we've yeah. got to move on. We got we All have right. limitations. We've got to get to Dodger Stadium, Spicy. I mean, to see your Reds and root for Forgot the Reds. About, about, so about let's that. let's keep rolling here. Yeah. Is that a question? No, what else you got? What else you got, Spicy? I know
5: you got. I got a lot of guys. What are you you talking about? Uh, (laughs)
2: But your second favorite after Pitts, who's who's the the mid round guy, guy? or who's who's some doesn't have to be mid round, but who who is a guy that you really believe in that you think will get called Thursday night in first round.
5: Well, I got to tell you, you know, I don't, I don't, I Elijah Moore should get drafted. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, another thing, Greg, as I was telling you the other day, I've been prone to falling in love with you know the undersized shifty uh, re, you know punt return ability type guy you know the guys who light up uh 7 on 7 and spring games and that kind of thing um but you know you can you know you can't change your stripes um I'm I'm going to I'm, I'm going to stick, stick with with Elijah Moore
2: he could haunt he could haunt Mark I could totally see him being one of the Ravens picks at 27 or 31 and catching, like, 80, 90 balls and being the guy that Lamar Jackson needs. I don't like that at all.
5: I think between him and uh, as as well as Tony, that at Florida, um, I, I it, to me, both guys seem like just stud slot guys. Just stud, studs in the slot. And
1: uh, Who's but, the best but,
3: quarterback in this class, Spicy? The best quarterback? Yeah. Is it Trevor Lawrence? Is he going to be the best pro coming out of this class? Or do you see somebody else? Yes.
5: No, I, I take Trevor Lawrence and don't think twice. T- I mean, not take him. That's a given. He's going there. But as far as uh, just upside, he's the most ready day one 18 year old I've ever seen. Period. Mm. He lived up to the hype immediately. He, within two or three weeks or whatever it was, um, overtook the starting spot from a guy who just the previous season started, you know, a final four game or national, whatever it was, final four game, I think Kelly Bryant, who eventually transferred to Missouri started. Like immediately as a true freshman overtook the starting spot, you know, before the end of September and upgraded the team, you know, from day one, it wasn't a long-term play. It was right then and there. Uh, mm. So, and, and the one thing the you know, to, to factor in with Trevor Lawrence, if he gets a clever play caller, um,
2: he's got Daryl not
5: under, do not undersell his athleticism, just his, his ability to run with the football. Mm. It doesn't mean you want to run read option with him. It doesn't mean you want him lowering his shoulder in games, but this guy is fast. Like, I mean, he can like run by safeties. So, uh, I mean, he, he he's a slam dunk. One of the best looking prospects I've ever seen. Who right, do you want I, to talk I, about?
2: Who you want to put the spice rack stamp on when we're playing those clips next year, and we we bring up Antoine like, Winfield? That was a big that was a big win. Antoine Winfield could have I been. I think that's a good guy here.
3: Spicy because I want to help you by narrowing it down so you can focus it in, it. in on it. Who is somebody in this draft that's not getting a lot of first like first round hype or anything like that, but you could see becoming a pretty much an immediate starter, a pro bulb type player, maybe even an all pro type player. Who's that guy that people aren't quite seeing how good he is. First of all, why hasn't Mark asked me a question?
4: I am just a sponge sort of soaking in the knowledge. And I, I mean that, but also I, I'm, this podcast
5: you know. isn't hosted by 30 guys.
4: It's fair. It's fair. Well, I, I'm waiting to find out not what buying time about, spicy. about here. Let's go. I'm
3: not, buying, I'm
5: not buying time. Mark I will don't, call, don't worry about wanna... Mark.
3: Mark knows where to hit his spots. What I need from you right now, give me that guy. And then uh, Sessler, I think, is going to follow up with something himself. And then everybody wins. What do you got?
5: Well, how about if we're talking running backs? All right. Which, uh, obviously, everyone knows you don't draft one early, all that stuff. And, uh, just, uh, you, you know, you just can't be too sure with with any of these guys. And it's, it's almost a position not worth talking about. Um, sell it. Javante Williams at North Carolina, baby. Ooh, and,
3: Okay. Let's talk. I
2: like him.
5: I watch a lot of football with, um, now I'm telling you, I have not done the mock draft prep, mock draft prep, or, uh, you know, like I, this is not what I do all day. I bet on baseball, okay? I track about 15 baseball games a day. That's where I uh, spend my time. You know, uh, but I watch games. I watch more games than anybody. Just period, I watch more games than anybody. And uh, so I'll have during college football season, like six or seven screens up at once. And uh, you can only have the volume on one, all right? North Carolina, every time I look up at this North Carolina game, there's a dude taking 170. Taking 130 or like leaning on a defense, six, seven, 11. I mean, just, uh, you know, he, he just stood out to me. Little he Frank Gore out.
2: vibe. I think I'm, he, he's my that, favorite. Hey, a little yeah, bit I, of I, a young I Frank like Gore vibe, too. little um, bit of a young Frank Gore vibe.
5: But I, but I thought, I mean, this has, you know, no disrespect to Najee Harris or, or even like Jared Patterson at Buffalo, I mean Jared Patterson at Buffalo ran for like 4,000 yards on six yards of carry. Yeah. You know, he, he, he didn't have that tr- like, all the tread and the tie, you know, he, he's, he's, he's relatively fresh, but he ran for 4,000 yards in college. Uh, I just wouldn't put it past it. I also had a 400 yard game, but he's, uh, I wouldn't put it past a a guy like him either, but it's tough. I mean, if you're, if you're not a good receiver from the start out of the backfield, it's, it's, you know, you almost become a, a, a like a, not a gimmick, but you become a, a change of pace kind of guy, just a, a hammer as opposed to a, an all around guy. I mean, Spencer Brown at UAB, another running back. I really like him. He has like seven career receptions.
1: Mm.
5: You know, he's 5'10, 210, or you know, you know, 5'11, 215, or whatever the heck he is, but he's like he's never caught the ball. So like he he's got the size you want, but does he have uh, everything else? You all right,
4: spicy. Him. Yes. We've talked to all offensive players. Yes. Learned a lot. Let's flip it to defense. In your I don't I i I'm sure they're technically sound – um, surefire bets. Who is the nastiest defender in this draft, in your opinion, from what you've seen? The nastiest? I mean, like someone that's gonna come in and be like, this the attitude I, of this defense now circles around this player like a son a couple of years from now.
5: You know, uh Zalen Collins at Tulsa mm. linebacker. Just he's one of these guys him. again. I, you know, I was just talking about North Carolina games. This goes even more so with Tulsa games. I, It's not one I have. the. If I'm watching seven, five, six, seven at once, I don't have the volume on a Tulsa game, okay? <laughs> but you have money on it, and you're tracking it, and you just keep seeing this guy make every single play. You know, he's not a combine warrior. He's like a uh, – as long as I live, I will never forget seeing the one and only time Khalil Mack ever uh, played – or, like, the only time I ever saw Khalil, Khalil Mack play. Came in with all kinds of hype. They played Ohio State in September, and I'm telling you, within the first three minutes, you couldn't believe what you were seeing. He, this guy's not like that, of course, and they played positions and all that, but Zayvon Collins at Tulsa. A little bit of that.
3: Mm. He's right. not going
5: to be one of these guys that flame out after three or four years. I mean, this That's guy's good. like, yeah, this dude's. All this right, dude's
3: here great. we go. In summation, Kyle Pitts, Elijah Moore, Trevor Lawrence is as good as advertised. Javante Williams over at UNC. Spencer Brown, another option in the backfield. Zaylen Collins from Tulsa. These are spicy stars for 2021. And uh, Spice, let them know where they can find you on Twitter. And, um, and I sincerely no. mean this, Spicy. No. I sincerely no. mean this. Having you on the show is like a, a part of Wes being here. So we love having you here. Just want to let you know that.
5: I, uh, listen, I feel, I felt comfortable when I met you guys. I was, I spent maybe, what, six, eight, uh, horrible months in Los Angeles, but I met all you guys, you know, multiple times, multiple times, got to hang out with you guys. Zeus came to your home, you know, uh, I, but I felt like I knew you guys from the start. So that was... You know, I mean, it was just, it was just nice. No, that was
3: nice. That was, I like, that was like uh, uh, John Lennon had his lost, I think it was like a lost weekend in Los Angeles. Uh, I think it was
4: more than that, but, you, but yeah. it, it mimicked what
2: Spicy brought to the, to the well, Plus story. there was John no Lennon warning to it. It was just like one weekend. Suddenly you were just like at Wes's house and Wes was like, oh yeah, I think Spicy's hanging Spice's out here. for a few months.
3: <laughs> if you're but. comparing
5: me to John Lennon, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. spice that, rack that was that's my interpretation of what it
3: was. uh look him up i don't we don't reveal yeah, you re- you can
5: read yeah my name is brad spicer there's nothing wrong with my oh,
3: real name we didn't know if it was like you know like something like a stage name and you wanted to keep your private life private but <laughs> right. look him up brad Spicer, um on twitter and brad. uh spicy what's that you okay?
5: nah, uh, not, uh, no no uh, not really but go ahead go ahead because we had this nice you know we had this nice uh finish to the show
3: Continue on. No, do you have something you want to get off your chest before we say goodbye?
5: Uh, Probably. I already forgot what it was, though.
3: Okay. Maybe. (laughs) All right. Save it, and then next year. Be upset with me.
5: It has to do. You know, if you're going to tell me or tell people how to reach out to me, do so
2: properly. The, the, you want the,
3: the Twitter name? I don't oh. want
5: to read anything because I, I have underscores. All right. My this is where you find
3: our little diva guest here. This is where you could find Bradley Allen Spicer at Spice underscore rack underscore MD, but he's not a doctor. <laughs> Parlay doctor. <laughs> I, recall, I have.
5: I, to be honest i have one i, I know you want to wrap we it up we gotta go and, we gotta get the ricky's ready to go guys. home i need more interact i need a, the briefest interaction with mark Sessler. but i'm not i mean i don't get to see you guys anymore ses for some reason i thought going into today i was going to be talking to you a lot hmm.
4: well look i mean the floor was yours and, and you have my phone number we can chat anytime and we can you know <laughs> I'm, i the the phone lines are open. I didn't I didn't want to eat up. I just did an entire mock draft before you came on. So the spice fact. The reason why me.
2: you didn't hear from Mark is like, no. Dan and I will cut in. I'm saying right now can, I
5: need I need talk some to you Back and forth. You really like Mark. Like Mark, if you, like Mark, it, if you yeah. could say anything to me right now, what would it? Be?
4: Well, I'll tell you something. I remember speaking with you, um, in early February, and I learned a lot about your story. And I feel like when I met you in person too. That you know, I knew the spicy that showed up on our show a couple times, and there was some, something that happened in Vegas with Dan that remains a mystery. But getting to know the real spicy, uh, there's a lot of depth and layer to you, and um, I feel like even though I know you a little bit more than I did, there's so many more countries inside of you to still get to know. So the adventure continues, Spice Rack.
3: There you I'll go. Is that it. good? Was,
5: yeah, it was good. Maybe it wasn't. I, I wanted now? a
4: quite I wanted
5: dialogue, is what I wanted. But. <laughs>
3: You got a monologue instead, all right. Well, you have to settle from Wait, guys, can
5: I just say one thing? If we can go back to the early, really got to go,
3: Spicy. Really got to go. We there's LA traffic, we got to get to Dodger Stadium. Your Reds against the Doyers, big game Kershaw against Sonny Gray. It's not personal, but we really got to go, buddy. But what do you got? It doesn't matter.
5: It did matter, but it doesn't matter.
3: Now go ahead. What do you? No,
5: to? I'll remember this one. Don't worry about it.
3: All right, You're spicy. You know we love you. Come back anytime. All right, there we go. Spicy. No, you know what?
5: I, okay. You want to know oh, what no, I was no, going to say?
3: All right, go ahead. We you know what? I'm not.
5: St- I'm not stalling. I literally forgot when you just asked me about ten seconds ago. Okay. It came back to me okay. regarding a Mark monologue. Will you gentlemen, uh, Dan and Greg, will you agree with me that? In the early days of the podcast, I'm talking some of the funniest content you guys have ever had. Right. was Mark reading his – um, his, his, doing his live reads with uh, Mr. Flames' economics I'm class. class. <laughs> yes, I'm talking I, – I know that's Much like of our a, best
3: work was very early. I know on. that's
5: a deep cut and stuff like that. No, I don't mean that. <laughs> I told you about an hour ago that you're a superstar at this, okay, in the most sincere way possible.
3: I know, spicy. I'm just having
5: Well,
2: fun. do you –
3: but Thank, you, Cess's
2: Thank you.
5: Monologues. Okay? Way back then. You guys agree, Greg Dan?
2: Of course. classic. Well, we
3: absolutely agree. Of the yes. classics of the treasure. genre. Okay. All right. I love you, we we, we, loved, we, rack, we, we love it. you, buddy. Bye-bye. That guy is that guy is the best.
2: It's an experience. Somehow, yeah. after all that, though, Erica cutting him, him off the screen still felt abrupt. He was like and somehow mid, there was no was way like mid mid prayer. Well, that was what I was trying to say. Was the only reason Dan and I were the ones that talked were especially me. um, I'm the only one rude enough to like cut him off mid talk because otherwise <laughs> it was just going to be one thing. And I wanted to you know steer conversationally,
3: it. it's not a good Mark Sessler and Spicy are not a good like. Yin and Yang in terms of the conversation. Mark's not a guy that's usually going to jump in to try to transition or change a subject. Or that's just the he spicy just didn't understand that. It's element. A lot I of get. chaotic energy. Yeah. Between the right, two. I of wasn't
4: them, trying man. to like ignore him. If that's what he. I mean, when we've spoken in person, I I really liked our talks, but I didn't want to pull us out of orbit because I thought he was you know you know I, I, your I, thoughts I wish, your post game
3: thoughts on spicy's uh, I,
2: latest appearance
1: that. That was great.
3: I love it. And he, no, I want um, your actual thoughts, Erica? Share them. Come on.
1: Um, No, I just I feel like I need like maybe a Xanax or something <laughs> to like calm down a little bit because I was like a little. <laughs>
2: bring I'm brings a, little, a live wire. Yeah. Into the I
1: love it, though. I love him. He's great. Good.
2: And, and he he really like in the days after West Pass, you know, I wish you we My conversation with him was as meaningful as with anyone. Just hearing what what he meant to to West. So we're all going through that. That's part of it too. We're all growing through that and like he really looked up to him as a, as a mentor and when, when he said like Wes believing in him and he gave some examples from from his life like that really resonated with me because I know that's true for a lot of people like when mm-hmm. Wes believed and yep, showed sure. like the confidence in them as a person like how much that meant so we, we have that in common too and, and uh, I can't wait till next year's uh, draft uh, prospects when this chaos happens again <laughs> Ricky when you
3: have to cut together the clip of Best of Spicy I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of options from this uh, this particular episode in 2021 all right here we go Uh, yes awesome we're heading to dodger stadium we're going to surprise LaKeisha and link it's going to be great um uh, erica you're driving right so you can come pick me up uh, whenever whenever you can um and then uh we'll be back tomorrow night thursday night late night check your podcast app of choice and it will be there our round one recap uh so that's the next time you'll hear this show so everybody get ready the wait is over the draft is here Thank you to Spice Rack. Uh, Thank you to you, the listeners. And we will see you in uh, about 36 hours with more, more podcast content breaking down. Finally, round one of the 2021 NFL Draft. Until then, heed the call.
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos.